Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, it's good to be with you today, and I'm excited. In just a minute, you're going to get to hear, uh, not only on this episode, but in in upcoming weeks from Gabe Ferguson. Um, Gabe is a, a friend and someone in fellowship um, at Victory Life. She served as a pastor there. She is in an awesome season of, of motherhood and fruitfulness and has a background in teaching and a love for uh, the Lord and for people that you're going to hear about in this series, which, as you may have guessed it, is on hope. And I just wanted to come in for a few minutes as a connecting point and set up the context. I hope that you've taken some time to listen to the episode earlier this month um, called Let Hope Hang Out Your Window. If you did, you'll know that I taught on the story of Rahab in the book of Joshua, and I spoke about Rahab's red cord. And um, and in that episode, um, which was live teaching from the monthly gathering, we kind of looked at this notion of hope being like a cord. And, um, and Gabe's going to take that and slice it a few steps further, kind of looking at hope as a person, hope as an anchor, hope as a helmet, and hope as a spiritual gift. And I just know that you're going to be blessed. But um, for reference on on hope is the core, the way that the Lord had birthed that message into my heart that kind of was a catalyst for this series and this deep dive into hope was actually not through Rahab, but through the story of Naomi and Ruth in the book of Ruth. And so if you know that story, um, the book of of Ruth um, in in chapter 1 and verse 12, you'll find this exchange between a mother-in-law and her daughters-in-law, one of who is the namesake of the, the book, Ruth. And um, they've fallen upon hard times. They've experienced incredible loss. They have all lost their husbands, and they are leaving what has been home to them in recent years, but is not actually their home, which would have been the nation of Israel. And so Naomi's making a decision when everything else in her life has gone awry to go home, back to the place of promise and abiding for God's chosen people. And these daughters-in-law have a choice about if they are going to stay kind of in uh, the pagan land that they're from or if they're going to journey with Naomi. And honestly, Naomi is in a place of discouragement herself, so she's not really encouraging their mobilization toward promise. And she says to them, I'm just going to read the verse. Um, it, it, this is Ruth 1, 12. And Naomi says, Return home, my daughters. I'm too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried? No, my daughters. It's more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. And what she's talking about is really some some human understanding about them being part of her life in a, in a formal way for her to, to have sons again since her sons are uh, are the individuals that had, had passed away that were married to these women. And she just point blank says, I don't have hope. 
so you don't need to come. And when you dive into that word hope, that's where you learn that there's a relationship of hope being a cord. And not everywhere in the Old Testament that the word hope is used, it's not always translated in this way. But in this particular case where Naomi is saying, even if I had hope, it's going to take a long time to get anywhere that would be promising. It's going to be humanly impossible. And so that word hope is Strong's 8615, and it literally is translated as a cord and as expectancy. And so when I look at that word, that's what tells me that the scarlet cord that Rahab used, I talked about in the former episode, is actually also translated as hope. So the Lord showed me in my spirit when I was diving into this a few years ago, that in many ways, hope functions like an umbilical cord in the same way um, that that a child would receive life and sustenance from its mother in an internal state of an umbilical cord being this life source. That's sort of the role that hope plays for us. So in an Old Testament perspective, I love that thought of looking at hope as a cord. And, um, and that's just one little facet of it. And I'm excited for for Gabe just to blow up the rest. I think that when we grow up in the Bible Belt, um, though I realize some of our listeners, you may not be from the Bible Belt, but I think when you grow up in a Christian faith culture, it's easy to take buzzwords like hope, faith, love, salvation, Jesus even, and put them on the shelf of our limited understanding and and box them up with parameters of what we think they mean, which may have like a little bit of truth mixed in with a little bit of cultural use that's actually totally carnal. And I think that when we understand that hope is as pivotal as being like an umbilical cord in our lives, we need to broaden our understanding. So we are consecrating these episodes, uh, these these moments um, in the next few weeks to take a deep dive into hope. Because I don't know about the rest of you, but coming out of 2020, I feel like it was a pretty good indicator that in the world that we are living in, though we walk with the commanded blessing of the Lord upon us, hope has to be discipline, an attribute, a fruit, um, a tool in our lives, and just something that we are so embodying, not only for our own lives, uh, but in a way that others can kind of grab on to, to the hope cords that we're letting hang out of our windows, so to speak. Again, a reference to last week. So with that, I welcome you into this series. I'm excited to be a student in it myself. So just imagine that, that we're in a living room with a fireplace going together. Together with that, you have the coolest mug in your hand. I'm sure someone handmade it, like uh, through some fresh clay and, and made it in their pottery workshop. And just whatever your coffee or your tea looks like that you're pouring it in, just imagine that you're in that moment with other sisters. Because even though you may be in your car driving, there are other women who are coming into a moment of hunger for the Lord. And for me, that looks like being by my fireplace with my cup of coffee and my word. So just know you're not alone. There's community with you and um, and get ready to have your thoughts transformed concerning hope and with that process having your life and your mind transformed as well in the name of Jesus may that be so amen all right so I want to take a quick moment and introduce myself so I am Gabriella Ferguson I go by Gabe 
Um, and this is my first time to do a podcast for Entourage and a first podcast ever. So usually I'm used to talking to groups of people. So this is a little different, imagining all of your faces and um, seeing you on the other end of this versus um, right in front of me. So um, it's a new thing that we can all engage in together. But um, I've kind of transitioned into a new season recently. I was um, a pastor at Victory Life Church taking care of um, at our Durant location, our grow teams, next steps, um, and life group stuff here and there. And um, have transitioned fully to being a stay-at-home mom and just letting the Lord open up new opportunities of growth and um, ministry that He's placed in my heart. So it's a fun season, but it looks very, very different. And um, it's been super encouraging. So I'm very much honored to join you all. Honored that Paige would ask me to be here for Entourage and um, help just kind of take this dive into hope. And so um, we're going to look at multiple different things that hope is. And within that tying in, um, a lot of other just things that the Bible mentions to us about the concept of hope. And hope truly activates things within us. Um, for us to affect the world around us and for the world to come into contact with God's goodness. And so we want to be constantly people of hope, and that looks like something. So um, this first one, I kind of want to just take a dive into what hope looks like as a person. And um, before we get started into that, I want to just pray over us. And what I always want to challenge you when you're listening, so I know for me when I'm listening to a podcast or anything like that, I'm either in my car or I'm at the house and I have it playing and my kids are doing stuff around me, it's rare that I'm just sitting there um, with only that going on. And um, I always want to get my heart and mind centered on what God's doing um, through what I'm even hearing and just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me in those moments that even um, when my kids make noise and all of that, it's not an interruption to what He's speaking, even through the podcast. Um, the beautiful thing about a podcast is I can pause it. But um, even at that, allowing... Um, Allowing the interruptions to actually be beautiful ways to love um, and to put into practice some of the things that I'm hearing. And so um, I always feel like the Holy Spirit will guide us in how to respond in each moment. And so when we're listening to the podcast, you're really leaning in with your heart fully and listening to what God has for you. But don't feel bad if you've got your coffee that needs refilled and other things going on. It's perfectly okay. So um the Holy Spirit will meet us definitely right where we're at, and God will speak to us and through us through any means possible. So um, let's pray, and then let's dive into this. So Father, we thank you that hearts and minds are open to receive from you. God, I thank you that you are a God of hope and that we get to dive into what that looks like, that Father, you bring rest to hearts and minds, that Father, women that are feeling so chaotic and that they can't rest, I just speak a rest, that even as they hear my voice, that they hear you, and that you bring a rest and a hopefulness about their hearts, that, Father, in situations that seem bleak and dry, that, Father, you're bringing hope, and that hope is going to move them forward into the next season. And so, Father, I thank you that you are touching our hearts and minds, that, Father, those that are listening that don't even know you, um, that, God, they come into contact with a God of hope and a God of love, and that has given um, His all to love them and to know them. And so, Father, I thank you that you minister to us during this time um, and throughout the day. Amen. All right, so we're going to kind of dive in, and there are so many things that the Scripture talks about 
when we're looking at hope as a person, and we know that person to be the person of Jesus, the person of God. And hope um, is such a beautiful thing that in any situation, whenever I step into it, if I have hope, I can continue forward. And so um, I know a pastor, a friend of mine that has always said, you know, you can go 40 days without food, you can go seven days without water, but you can't live one day without hope. And I feel like that's such an accurate thing on so many levels. But when we think of hope as the person of God, um, it truly is, we can't live a single day without God in His presence and who He is um, consuming us. And so I want to look at Romans 15, 13, just a quick, really short um, verse that we see here on God being a God of hope. And it says in Romans 15, 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There we see that God is saying that he is a God of hope. And he's declaring there that he's going to fill us with joy and peace. And so hope does something in that process in believing that we may abound in hope by his power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we look at God as a God of hope, we know that we will not be disappointed um, and we won't be um, just distracted by all these other things, but instead we can have um, our hope secure. And I know a lot of times um, what we see in the world and what we've experienced in life can cause us to kind of enter into a hopeless state in different ways that we see different things happening. And it's like, how could I even be hopeful that there's something better? And yet, because we know God is a God of hope, we can put our hope and our trust in Him and know that He brings beautiful things out of it. And so when I was really looking at God, like you're a God of hope. Um, and so when we have relationship with you, we're actually having relationship with hope and it's being birthed in us. But we know that God in His Word, that um, God is three parts. You know, He's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So we have God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, all is one. And um, when we look at him as a person of hope, I believe he's also talking about the word because it talks about Jesus is the word made flesh. And one of the verses that always meant so much to me um, throughout life and different things that were going up, and we'll probably mention it in multiple um, of our podcast episodes, but is in Romans 4, and it's talking about Abraham's life. And I want to just read it and kind of maybe bring a fresh perspective on some different things. So it's Romans 4, 14 through 18. Um, and it says, For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be uh, that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Sorry, I read really far back so that we have some context of where we're at. So as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So this we have um, Abraham, who's the father of our faith. It says that he hoped, against all hope, he believed in hope. 
And so when you're looking at that hope there, so against all hope, so the whole situation, everything looked hopeless. His body um, was no longer able to function the way it needed to in order to produce a child. Um, Everything looked very bleak and hopeless. And yet it says against hope, he believed in hope. Where did he get this hope that he is now believing in, that believed in hope? And when you take kind of a deeper dive into that hope, um, what we're looking at here is the hope that's found in the person of God, the person of Jesus, um, that against what the circumstances looked like, he believed in hope, in God, who was a God of hope. And out of that, he became the father of many nations. In order for us to see things take off in our lives, and we have to first see it through the eyes of hope. And so when we find ourselves in situations that seem hopeless and seem void of true hope, the first pl- pers- place we turn sorry, is to the person of Jesus, the person of God. And in that place, we find true hope sparked in our hearts again. So against hope, against the circumstances that looked bleak and dim and didn't look like they were going to be successful, he believed in hope the person of Jesus, the person of God, and what he said to be true, his word above anything else. And he became the father of many nations. And so um, I remember this is kind of a silly example, but one thing that um, I always used this verse for in my own life was before I was ever married and had kids. So I always felt like the father had promised that um, someday that would happen. And for the area of the United States that I live in, in Oklahoma, um, it was very rare for someone to be as old as I was getting and not be married yet. Um, In my circle, all of my friends were married and had already finished having their kids and all of that. And so um, I felt very behind on certain things. But I'd always go to the scripture and the Lord would remind me that against hope, I can believe in hope. And that even though the circumstances around looked very bleak and that sort of thing, that I could believe in him, the person of hope, and allow hope to be sparked in my heart to see what he was seeing. And so instead of seeing me alone and um, never fulfilling that promise that I felt like the Lord had given me, instead I focused on him who is the person of hope, and that hopeful desire in my heart began to blossom and grow. Um, but then we also look at scriptures that say like hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? And so I'm like, man, Lord, sometimes I feel like my hope is deferred. And in those moments, he would always point me back to Gabe, look at my face. And when you're face to face with me, um, I spark new hope again, and that I am a God of hope. And that hope, um, not only can be seen in our personal lives and situations, But God is a God of hope for a broken and hurting world. And we as Christians get to experience the hopefulness that comes through salvation and the hopefulness that comes um, through relationship with Jesus. But there's a world around us that are desperate for that same hope. They're desperate for someone that can offer a spark of hope into their lives. You know, we have suicide rates that are crazy. And especially with where we're living right now in today's culture with Um, the different COVID things that have gone on and um, the isolation that has taken place, it's caused a lot of people to feel very, very hopeless. And um, we as believers are to be carriers of hope, carriers of the presence of God, that when I step into a space, I bring hope and that hope looks like God 
um, displaying himself to someone and allowing his um, thoughts and heart to be seen so that people can come into contact with his goodness. Um, so God in this scripture had spoke hope into Abraham's heart, and he believed according to what God had said. Um, and that hope sparked faith to see that promise fulfilled. The word of God will spark hope in our hearts to then stand on what he says is true. Um, and the word of God is going to change what we see around us and allow us to um, dive deeper into who he is as truly that God of hope for us. Um, and I want to just take a moment and pause and um, really reflect on what it looks like with God as a God of hope. And um, one of the things that I was just meditating on before even doing some of the podcast stuff was just thinking about, God, you know, what are you saying to those that really feel like they've walked with you and they've just kind of been in a season where they feel very hopeless. They feel like um, life has really hit them hard and they don't really see anything beautiful coming out of it. And in order for us to show hope and to give hope to others, um, to wear it for others to see, um, referring back to Paige's message of wearing it like a cord. Um, I love her example that she talked about that she had that red thread on her shoulder that everyone could see it. Um, even though she had forgot that it was there, that's how hope is. Everyone can see it when you're a person of hope and you're living um, in that state. And so um, what are you saying to those that are in that place of they just feel broken and how can I hope? And um, what I want to encourage you with is that God is right there and that he's not off in the distance and he's not distant from us and distant from our desires and needs and um, the things that are close to our hearts, but instead he's right there, the closer, closer than our very breath. And that he says, I am a God of hope. And when you put your confident assurance in who I am, then you cannot be disappointed. And so we know that God works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purposes, and that we are as a people love him and we want to stay face to face with him. And sometimes we walk through situations and circumstances that can kind of cause us to start turning our face. Um, he's not turning away, but we begin to turn our face away. And when we do that, we begin to lose hope in the process. And so I want to encourage you that God is simply saying, hey, just turn turn towards me and allow me to spark in your heart that hopefulness um, that I've placed in there, that hopefulness that comes from only my presence. Um, there's an an artificial way that the world can walk in hope, but only genuine hope comes from God's presence and from Him because He is a God of hope. That's what He brings. Um, a lot of times in the world, they look up as hope as kind of a wishful thinking, um, a wish type thing. Um, and yet for the kingdom of God and for knowing God, it's not just a wish. It's actually seeing something um, long before we have even the words to do it, but those like desires are there in our hearts. And a lot of times, even in scripture, um, they will use the word hope interchangeably with the word desire and desire interchangeably with the word hope. And so looking at scriptures, like he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the hope of your heart. Um, God is sparking hope in your heart for different circumstances and seasons that you're in. Um, in order to 
to help bless you and bless the world around you to know him. And so I think that's that we always have to go back to is it's all about knowing the God of hope. It's all about knowing who he is and who he is in us so that he can display it to the world around us. Um, It's never something just to store up for ourselves and keep it hoarded um, and not let anyone else in, but instead we're allowing people to encounter his goodness. Um, When we look at Psalm 62.5, it says, My soul wait in silence for God alone, for my hope is from him. When we wait in silence for God, we know that he sparks hope in our hearts and our minds and helps us to continue um, to do all that he's called us to do. And I know it, it can sound so simple that God is a God of hope, but yet we just see it over and over that when we're in contact with him, we're in contact with true hope. Um, and we are able to walk in a way that we were previously unable to. Um Romans 15, 4 talks about for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So here we find, just like we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, here we see that hope is encouraged in us, that it comes as we're reading scripture, um, as we're hearing the words of God. And so when we are in contact with the word of God made flesh, Jesus, and we're in contact with um, God himself and we have relationship with him, then what's birthed out of that is a place of hope. Um, you can't hear a word from God and not be hopeful because any time that the Lord speaks, whether through his word to your heart or all the different ways that he can speak to us, um, that sparks hope. And so a byproduct of relationship with him and knowing him and walking with him is having hope just oozing from your life. Um, you'll see it wherever you go, whatever you do, because he is a God of hope. Um, Colossians 1, 5 to 6 talks about, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, just as in all the world, also it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. So once again, we're talking about how hope is sparked in you. Um, You're seeing it from the laid up treasures that you have in heaven, but it's sparked from the word of truth. And the word of truth is a person of Jesus. And so um, the word of God will produce supernatural hope on the inside of us when we feel like our faith is lacking we now have hope to hold on to, um, and eventually faith will bring substance to the things that we are hoping for um, in that process. And so just looking at, I know we're not, um, haven't gone super duper deep into all the different elements of what it looks like, but I felt like when it comes to hope as a person, it's more about that relationship with our God and relationship with the Father that actually out of that is birthed hope. Um, when I came into contact with my husband before he was my husband, um, I actually had no hope of him ever becoming my husband. I would tell him all the time, we are just friends, only ever going to be friends, never, ever, ever anything else. And he'd say, okay. And I would tell him that every time we hung out. Um, clearly, I was wrong. But um, there was something that began to happen on the inside of me as I had a relationship with him. And all of a sudden, I found that the hope that I had for a future began to be stirred differently. And I began to see things differently. And I started hoping that, you know, maybe 
maybe this could happen soon. Maybe this could be the right thing. This could be the right path. Um, until eventually all of a sudden there was a moment that my eyes were opened and no longer was it just a hopeful, wishful thought or something like that, but instead I was full of hope and I could see what God was doing in the process and now it became um, a reality for me. And when we look at God as a God of hope, when we walk in relationship with Him, sometimes we can feel like, man, um, I don't feel very hopeful yet, and I should because I know Jesus. I know God. I'm walking with Him. Um, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to guide my steps and what I'm saying and doing. And um, you know, what what am I missing? And yet, it's in that place of relationship that slowly we feel our hope begin to stir and begin to grow and expand. To all of a sudden, we turn around one day and we say, "Whoa! Like I'm a person of hope," and that hope came from the Lord. It came from that ongoing intimate relationship with the Lord. And so I want to just encourage you to look at God as our God of hope. If you find yourself in a place of saying, I feel hopeless and I don't know what to do, or I want to display hope to others, that simply comes through the person of Jesus and relationship with Him. And when you've walked with Him for years, there's always more. And if you're just getting started, there's always more. Um, but finding our hope and our passion in Him um, will always spark new things in our hearts, and it allows others to even grow in what it means to walk with Him and to see Him. And um, like I've said before, a hurting and dying world is looking for the hope that you carry. And He has a name, and His name is Jesus. And so um, I want to encourage you, be a giver of hope everywhere you go. Be a displayer of hope. And when people ask, why why do you seem so hopeful? Why are you smiling? Why in this situation do you not seem downcast and broken? And instead it's because I carry hope and he has a name and his name is Jesus. And in that place, we begin to be able to be um, distributors of hope, not just carriers of it. And so we carry that hope and that hope changes the atmosphere around us for people to come in contact with a God that loves them and a God that has given his all for them. And if you look at scripture from beginning, if we started in Genesis and went all the way to the end of scripture, um, the Bible talks about that every scripture testifies of Jesus coming. Every single scripture from the very beginning is showing us God's hope for a restored world, that God actually hopes as well in his word that the world will be restored and he sent Jesus to restore it. And so every single bit of scripture is one thing after another showing the process of hope. Um, and in that, I think it's so special just to know that our God um, identifies with our needs, with our desires, and with what we're walking through. And so when we're walking through hardships, when we're walking through um, trials and pains, he's been there as well. And um, not only in the form of Jesus, but before Jesus even came into the world um, in physical form, he saw his you know his creation fall. Um, and he saw brokenness enter into the picture. And he had hope of what Jesus was bringing and what he was going to do when he sent his son. And yet then you have the story of Noah and the world is like falling apart again. And he has to destroy things to preserve the line. And then 
you, I mean, just all throughout his people, just we tend to fall apart like crazy before Jesus. Now we have him and the Holy Spirit with us. And um, as long as we stay connected to him, we're, we can keep moving forward. Um, but before that, I mean, you see so many people just falling apart and humanity falling apart. And yet God kept hope in his word that um, he was sending a rescuer, that he was sending a savior. And so we see hope is a vital theme throughout all scripture um, of the hopefulness that God was constantly imparting in his people, that he was sending an answer. Um, that answer's name was Jesus, and he brought hope to the world. But he also brought hope long before that to every heart of people that were turned towards God and saying, we need a rescuer, we need a savior, we need a Messiah. Um, God was constantly speaking to Israel that he was bringing an answer, that he was bringing a Messiah that would set things straight, that would change things and set them aright for them. And so in that place, it sparked hope in the people to continue to serve the Lord and love the Lord. They were taken into captivity so many times. Um, can't even tell you all the times um, off the top of my head that scripture talks about they're taken into captivity and um, all of those things. And yet what kept them going was knowing that hope was on the way, that the person of hope was coming. And we're on this side of the cross, and now we get to see that person of the hope um, was Jesus. And he still wants to bring hope to our situations and our circumstances in our lives. Um, and now we actually... We don't just look from afar off in hope of what he's doing, but we're face to face with a person of hope. And we have, um, if we've made him Lord of our lives, we have hope on the inside of us. And now we're carriers of that same person of hope um, to love on people and to serve them well. So um, I just want to encourage you to lean into the hope that is found in relationship with Jesus. And um, don't make it too complicated. Um, just walk with him and love him and watch um, the hope that sparked. And one thing the Lord showed me even recently with just um, what it looks like to walk in relationship with him is I think of my oldest son, Kean. So he um, loves cuddles and he loves to be close. And he knows that regardless of anything that happens, that mommy is right there to hold him, to love him to encourage him and to be there for him. And when he hopes for something, um, he knows that that hope is safe and secure whenever it is given to mommy um, to help protect. And so that doesn't mean that sometimes um, he has to wait. So sometimes he really likes a show um, that just sings nursery rhymes over and over again. And um, we don't really let him watch TV or anything, just a personal thing with us, but we will let him listen to um, the show and every now and then watch it on a television screen. Um, no problem if your kids watch TV. That's just a thing for us. But um, in that process, though, there's sometimes he has hope in the morning when he wakes up that I'm going to turn that on for him. Um, he knows that his hope is safe and secure um, in that process. And yet I will tell him, like, it's not the right time. And so he has to wait. Just because we're waiting um, doesn't mean that our hope isn't still secure and founded on the right thing. Instead, that's a chance for our hope to continue to grow, for us to see it more and more clearly. Um, and then eventually we'll see those things come to pass. And that's where faith even in our spiritual journey um, connects into that. 
And so um, he is hopeful and secure in the word that I speak to him. When I say, Kian, we're not going to watch this right now, but you can watch it at two o'clock. He has hope that at two o'clock, I'm going to turn on the TV and play him his his show. Um, he found hope in that process. And so when we think of our relationship with the Lord, even as um, him as a person of hope, he brings hope to his children that the promises that he's given us are true um, and his word will never fail. And so whenever we look at the promises he's given us in our own hearts, um, we can be secure that he um, has sparked hope and he will not let it go. And as we stay face to face with him, we can rest assured that our, the promises he's given us will come to pass even if we wait. Even if it tarries, it will not tarry. Um, it will come in the proper time and we can keep our hopes secure in him. And I like to know good places to keep things secure, um, that I'm not putting it in the wrong thing and hoping in the person of Jesus and the hope that he brings is always the safest and best place for us to put our hope. So I hope this encourages you and um, allows you to just go deeper in that intimate relationship with the Lord and allow him to minister to your heart even more of what it looks like to hope. And we could go on for ages on what hope looks like as a person of Jesus. But um, I just want to encourage you, keep diving into it, and let's truly be a people of hope that love God and love people well and help spread hope to a hurting world. Thank y'all. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 